0: Hello everyone, welcome to Behind the Scenes in Health podcast. This podcast is a show where we are focused on finding out what happens behind the scenes in the healthcare industry. We focus on Nigeria, Africa, and the diaspora. A lot of persons do not have an idea of the sheer grit and determination that goes on with building healthcare, starting from training in school to building healthcare businesses. My name is Ronald G, we're popularly known as Dr. Ron. I am a medical doctor with a postgraduate degree in clinical anatomy. I'm currently pursuing another in health informatics. I'm interested in healthcare technologies, innovation, informatics, and health content creation. By the side, I run MRI Medic, a company focused on helping healthcare companies tell their brand stories. Join me on the show as I interview and have chats with experts across the healthcare space including players in health technology, seasoned clinicians, finance experts, and healthcare professionals who have veered off the practice. It is my hope that with this podcast, we will shed light on some of these gray areas and hopefully inspire the next generation of healthcare professionals, one conversation at a time. Hi, what's up guys? Welcome to another episode on the show Behind the Scenes in Hell with Dr. Ron. If you're new to this channel, I talk about everything healthcare, health tech, I do interviews sometimes, you know, a lot of fun things and interesting stuff that really, you know, makes a lot of sense and delivers a lot of value. And if that's what you're looking for you're in the right space, and for those who, my returning viewers, listeners, subscribers, thank you all for sticking around because if you, yeah, we're going places and uh, moving to the permanent site. So on today's episode, I'll be talking about how to get into health tech, you know, just trying to make it very quick, very understandable so that, you know, to clear the confusion. The other day I was on Twitter, a lot of persons were asking questions. How do we even get into the health tech, particularly, you know, colleagues, medical doctors, and a couple of nurses and all of that. I thought I should just do this video to, you know, make it easy for you guys to understand how to get into health tech. So I'll start by, you know, a quick definition of what is health tech, because I think understanding what it is really helps you you know, tailor your approach properly into what area you're going on going into rather because health tech is very broad and wide, really. So basically, health technology refers to the use of technology, and innovation to improve and optimize healthcare delivery. And ultimately, the idea is to improve access to care, improve patient outcomes, and also reduce healthcare costs for end users. And this involves the use of um, things like, you hear electronic medical records, you hear EPRs, electronic patient records, we talk about wearable devices, you we talk about AI application, you talk about mobile health applications. we talk about telemedicine, all of these are some of the things that constitute health tech, really. But that's another conversation for another day. So a lot of people ask why get into healthcare. Now we we are struggling with uh, physician burnout, nurses burnout, everybody's tired, workload, and all of that. I'm not saying you should leave the clinics entirely, but being in the health tech space also gives you a couple of um, you know benefits or perks, if you might call it that. And one of them, it it gives you the room for, you know, growth and innovation. There is really a lot to do in the health tech space. And being in that space, you're able to, you know, move from sphere to sphere, area to area. It's really exciting and impactful. And you're also making a difference on a large scale, really. Again, I'm not saying those in the hospitals are not making a difference, but you get what I mean. So you're making a difference on a large scale it's uh it's in high demand you know i mean that's the future of met now the way the trends are moving and going uh so it's also good to key into the current trend yeah it's in demand it offers you flexibility some of us work from home some people work remotely uh, I know a couple of data scientists who, you know, they work remotely, you don't see them in the office. They just, uh, you know, once they have good internet and uh, laptop, they're all home and try to deliver on their job deliverables. Then you're also able to, you know, partake in exciting and challenging work. Yeah, clinical work is challenging. Is exciting but also on the health tech side of things it's really also exciting. So but it gives you a different type of excitement if I if I may use that word, if you're in the health tech space. So these are some of the perks of um being in the health tech space. And again I forgot to mention the salary. Some of the roles really pay very well, you know for the amount of effort you putting so you might just want to check it out i think we we made a video about different health tech salaries you might want to look for that and um, check it out i did a video with uh, dr godwin so we looked at about 25 different roles in the health tech space and how much they earn in the uk in the us and canada i think right so just look for that video right so these are some of the perks of being in the health tech space now quickly i would just like to classify um, health tech jobs. So uh I usually like saying there's a broad umbrella called health tech, then you put coding and you put the non-coding job. So a lot of people always, you know, think about think that health tech is coding, coding, coding. When we say coding, we mean people who actually sit down, you know, write the codes, how the computers or applications work and all of that. That's like the hard coding. But on the other side, the non-coding rules mean you don't need to write those lines of code. It's not your business, it's not your headache, right? So those are the non-coding jobs and those are the areas you might find interesting if you really don't have time to say, I want to sit down and learn how to code and all of that. So that's the two broad definitions of you know, health tech jobs, the coding and the non-coding roles. So for example, software developers, data scientists, engineers, those ones, they do, you know, coding and all of that. But when you move to the non-coding parts, talk about the project managers, talk about product managers, talk about the business analysts, talk about the UX guys, they really don't do a lot of coding per se. So you might find those areas interesting, right? So, um, I'm, I'll just pull up my screen to show you some of the different roles that sit between coding and non-coding roles. So for the coding jobs, you can see the health data analyst, the healthcare data scientist, you see the mobile app developer, you see the software engineer, the database engineer, you talk about the EHR developer, front-end engineer, full-stack dev guys. While on the non-coding job, you have the project manager, you have the product manager, you have the business analyst, you have the marketing guys, you talk about UX designer, You talk about quality assurance, you talk about sales manager, you talk about technical writing, you talk about training specialist, talk about communication specialist. Uh, there are also people who you call learning and adoption specialists and all these roles, you don't need to know how to code to do all of these uh, jobs, right? So getting into tech, usually I'll say you need to do a Quick self uh SWOT analysis. You need to understand your why of getting into tech. Are you getting into tech because everybody is jumping into tech? I usually say tech will not be for everybody. Just the same way clinical medicine or clinical care is not going to be for everybody. So you need to understand your why of you know getting into health tech. And you need to be very honest about your reasons, why you want to get into health, tech, and all of that, right? So for the SWOT, S is for strength. So what are your strengths really? Uh, What certifications do you have? What experiences do you have? What projects have you completed successfully? This is very important. Now, what are your weaknesses? Uh, Which skills are you lacking? Which certifications are you lacking? What bad habits do you have? For example, are you poor at communicating? Uh, Do you suck at teamwork? These are some weaknesses what are the opportunities where do you see areas for change or improvement and you know whatever deficiencies you might have you know the the correct position you're looking for do you really match the skill sets they are looking for then the threats too is um are your peers doing better than you in a particular job or role you know uh, are your personal traits hurting your character advancement you know so for some people i mean you you keep checking why am i not being promoted and all of that so there could be some threats that are really you know pulling you back so this SWOT analysis is really really key to understand the why and you can also ask for honest feedback from your family and friends yeah they won't lie to you to really tell you who you think you are so after doing the SWOT analysis the next thing for you to do is to uh, look at uh, what transferable skills you have so i think this is a big advantage for you know medical doctors nurses or those who are generating in the healthcare space because they have a lot of transferable skills that we've been using in the healthcare space that can easily transition into the tech space or health tech space really so and most times these experiences is, is something or these skills rather is something we 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 obtain them in the hospital through our day-to-day interaction with colleagues with patients uh, you know and maybe vendors or senior management depending on your role right it's also part of the things you gain through your education and all of that and you know basically the different jobs you've done over the years in your career so all that gives you a lot of skills transferable skills you can move into the health tech space so in the health tech space uh i think uh the focus is usually on the soft skills and hard skills but well, i think from my experience it's more of the soft skills you know things like communication, things like problem solving, things like critical thinking, things like teamwork, things like uh, time management, things like creativity, things like uh, being able to pay attention to the tiniest details. So these are some soft skills you 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 find useful in the health tech space. So if you don't have them, I think this is the time to start developing uh, those soft skills, right? So, yeah, you've done your SWOT analysis, you you figured out the transferable skills you have, right? So again, you're now thinking about, um, in some cases, you might need to, you know, get some extra certifications or trainings or whatever. So it now depends on you. So you might want to look at possible degrees and certifications or hands-on experience. So in terms of degrees, you might want to be looking at things like, am I going to do... MSC Health Informatics or Digital Health or Health Data Science or Artificial Intelligence, you know, postgraduate degree. Or are you going to do certifications rather maybe like health IT support, AI in healthcare, business analytics, and you know, there are a lot of short-shot courses like that and on Coursera, EDX and all of that, too. I just want to check them out. Or do you really want the hands-on experience that a couple of boot camps that are currently go on, you just want to check out for them, or internships or personal projects. So these are ways you build hands-on experience. And from my own experience too, I think the hands-on experience really, really comes in handy because a lot of the roles I interviewed for, they, they want to know what you've done so far so it's not really much about okay what qualification what have you really done so in hindsight most of the things i've done on a personal level i think they really come in handy so you might want to look at your hands-on experience and how do you get some of this thing a good way is to volunteer for some companies really i did a couple of projects that i wasn't paid for but down the road those activities or projects i worked on they really came in handy because i have them all on my cv so you might want to volunteer for some companies you're able to offer advice or consulting and all of that too that's a good way to gain hands-on experience so once you feel you're comfortable enough then you start looking for the jobs right the jobs are everywhere so you need to have a search strategy uh get specialized job boards for some health tech roles uh you want to find out which of the companies are recruiting Uh, and you want to use LinkedIn to your advantage, really, because a lot of recruiters are out there, and most of the companies are out there. Optimize your LinkedIn profile, reach out to recruiters, reach out to companies, you know, pitch yourself, sell yourself. So basically, and set up notifications to get, um, notified when such openings are possible. So basically, you need a strategy for finding those jobs. So if you're looking at working in the UK, for example, you might want to look at sites like jobs.nhs.uk or nhsjo- nhsjobs.com or nhsdigital. There few then. I mean, there are other platforms like uh, WellFound, which usually we'll call angel list You have a remote.co, you have a remote for me or just remote. So all of these platforms usually host a lot of health tech jobs. So it's for you to sit down and dig for that stuff, right? So, uh, yes, I I also forgot to mention that you need to network, you know, look for people who have been in this space, you know, ask them questions, send them messages. Uh, This is what's going on. How do you think you can help me or how can I go about it and all of that? And the truth is, most often than not, they are really willing to, you know, know, spend, yeah, we understand people's time out very precious you know every every minute is money but some of them are able to squeeze out some time and you know put you on the right path on how to go about it i mean it it makes a lot of sense when you learn from people who have gone that way so that you don't make the same mistakes uh, they've made down the road so you look for the jobs and um you apply for the jobs and um yeah you go for your interview and yeah you land your dream job, basically. So I think, uh, I mean, the job application process is another conversation on its own. Uh, maybe I'll just make some time to do a video on that. But it's another process itself and it's painstaking. I tell people looking for a job is a job, really, especially in the health tech space. But the truth is, these jobs don't just fall out of the sky, you know, and um, yeah, you have to find them. So get the job, attend your interviews. I probably should do a session on a brief session on how to attend interviews, what kind of questions to expect and all of that. And um, yeah, then you land your job and you get into get the ball rolling, really. And also another thing uh, a lot of people might fight is the imposter syndrome. You know, and yeah, I also went through it. you get a hang of it because the truth is, all of us we are just trying to, you know, find our way around the whole thing. Nobody knows it all, but I mean, the skills you have or whatever knowledge you have, if you're sure of those ones, I think you should be confident enough to work with those. While you figure out the ones you don't know, I mean, that's how everybody really gets by. You know, nobody has all the information really. So I think that, um, in a nutshell, I hope I've been able to break down how to get into health tech for you. And yeah, if you've liked this video, if you love this video, please subscribe, share with your family and friends. And yeah, I'll see you in the next episode. Bye for now.